Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Our church focus today is on Winton Salvation Army and I'm delighted to uh, welcome a number of people to the programme and I begin by uh, Rebecca Kersley. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Now you are you have the, the grand title of uh, Operations uh, <laughs> Manager over... <laughs> Over, over at, at, at Winton. Uh, but, but obviously, like any church, there's a whole load of programs. And of course, I've been to the, the place uh, next door. But you tell us, what, what, tell us some of the scope of the work that, 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 that you're responsible for. Absolutely. Well, the community centre, um, it's been open for probably just over 30 years now. And I think in that time, it's obviously developed and evolved. But I think... The the phrase where it says we're looking after babies right the way through to to, um, people more senior is absolutely true. I think the program we put on, we have the restaurant, we have the charity shop. You know, we have three parent and toddler groups, um, a sensory group, a, a more traditional parent and toddler group, and one that caters specifically for younger parents. There's two youth groups, um, kids clubs, rainbows, brownies. Um, the groups for over 60s, um, I think, are, are vital. They're lifelines for many. You know, in a society where, where loneliness is a real threat, you know, they provide friendship, fellowship, and support. Um, we have craft groups. Um, our most recent one is Nifty Knitters, and, and it's a chance for people of all ages, all abilities, to meet together, to knit, and to chat, but again, to provide that all-important support. Um, I think... The community centre, it's a practical expression of God's love. You know, the army had that tagline, a motto that they used, heart to God, hand to man. And that's what the centre is. Of course, that work impacts people at all sorts of, uh, of different levels. And although I don't want you to share s- specific names of people, but give us, a, give us some of the stories of the way people's lives have been impacted by the, by the diversity of the work that you do. Yeah, I mean, I think... What, what strikes me every, every day when I go to the centre, when I start work, there's a queue. There's a queue of people waiting to come in. Um, they've, they've found that they might be queuing up for the, the charity shop or the restaurant, but they're also queuing up for that, that, that personal contact, that, those relationships that they, they've, they've built with people. They've found um, a real sense of belonging, a real sense of family. Um, there's there's situations that I think back a couple of years ago um, one of our young mums she, she, she came to the community centre with her six hour old baby because she'd come straight from the hospital but she wanted her family her family to meet the new addition and I think, I think the community centre for so many people it's become a place that they belong a place that they, they, they feel accepted and I think it's made a difference to people's to people's lives. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I like that that f- uh, sort of phrase that you use. Uh, was it was it hand to God, heart to man? Uh, heart to God, hand to man. Yeah. Heart to God, hand to man. Yeah, I mean, I guess that that summarizes in many ways. Uh, you know. Uh, what, what you're doing the uh, I have fond memories actually of uh, you know marching down uh, at Regent Street to the Salvation Army band on a Sunday when I was mm-hmm. up in London you know on my way to, yeah. to all sorts of course music is also very much at the centre of, of what you guys do do you, I don't suppose you play any instruments do you um, I, I used to play the cornet many years ago <laughs> 
<laughs> Not very well, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, but the uh, it must be quite a challenge to keep all the balls in there. How, how many people would you say would go through the various activities in, in an average week? I would say daily we would see two to three hundred people come through the doors daily, mm. um, and I think. They come for different reasons as well. I think that's the thing. You know, we have the programs, the meal run, um, the, the, all the various groups we run. But I think they also come because they feel lost or they, or they don't know where else to turn. Um, and I think the countless conversations many of us at the centre have had with people who feel really alone, feel, you know, they, they don't know where else to go. And, and I think that's another reason that they come. Um, and I just remember one person that walked into our centre one day, and, and she just was so sad. She, did, she didn't know where to turn, and she said to me, I came here because outside it says grace happens here, so I knew you would help. And I love that our centre, our church, is that place of refuge for people. So I think on top of all those people that come in for all the activities, on top of those people that come regularly, we have those people that just by chance, are drawn to us for, for so many other reasons. Hope FM, faith-filled radio. Well, the uh, the man who heads up uh, the work at uh, at Winton Salvation Army is uh, Major Mike Coleman, and he joins me now. Uh, hello, Mike. Good morning. So, Mike, I mean, obviously we heard a little bit uh, about um, some of the activities that you're doing there from Becky, but, uh, you know, obviously there's so much happens in, in, in any church, and I guess that, you know, trying to keep it all together must be quite a challenge for you, but give us a, give us a broader overview of, of the sorts of things that you're doing. Yeah, okay, well, we're kind of, as with many Salvation Army centres, we're a kind of a mixture of a church and community programmes, Um so the, the idea is to integrate both, um, and that's predicated on the concept that, um, you know, a person is not a whole person unless their physical needs, their emotional needs, and their spiritual needs are, are attended to. So we try and engage with all of that. Um, so on our, on our, in our church side of things, um, we have, you know, what you probably regard as the normal things that you find in churches, you know, a, a youth program. Uh, we have our unique Salvation Army musical ministries, you know, our band and our songsters and um, those kind of ministries. Um, and we have uh, other things such as house groups and um, we have some different styles of congregations like a cafe church, a messy church. So all of those things you might find in, in, in other congregations or congregations of different denominations. But also, in addition to that, the Salvation Army, particularly and traditionally, has had an emphasis on, on community programs and, and, uh, and social programs. And we tend to, at Winton, we tend to target people. Uh, we, we're conscious of the fact that there's a high number of relatively low-income and lonely people in our local communities. So, that, so those are the people that we, we kind of target. And at our restaurant, for example, it is a great community contact place. Um, uh, we don't expect for it to turn a profit, and in fact it doesn't, but it's a great place where we can build community, build relationships, and where people can build relationships with each other. Yeah. And hanging off of that, actually physically off, 
off rooms that come off that. Um, there, there are a range of other services that, that kind of uh, meet the needs of various various groups. So things like we have a, a, a what we call a stroke club for people who are recovering from strokes. Um, we have um, a recovery course um, in common with a number of churches in the Bournemouth area, and Joe's going to talk a little bit about that later on. Um, and some of these groups uh, people can engage with by becoming members of, or they can just drop in. Um, so it's kind of, um, uh, again, the idea behind it is to build relationships and build community and uh, hopefully seek the opportunity to, to have spiritual conversations with people as well and, and take them um, a little bit deeper in their, in their spiritual lives. I mean, the Salvation Army has always been a, a trusted friend, hasn't it? I mean, certainly, I think that that the, the you know you have a you have a level of trust from the the public. In fact, many of those people probably who wouldn't even think of going to to worship services, but but nevertheless will go along to the army, if not to to your service on a Sunday, most certainly to many activities that you do. And of course, we've been talking about some of those. Yeah, I th- we're very fortunate. I think the, the public are very respectful uh, of us, and um, you know, I, th- I think that's a lot to do with the fact that we we are very practical in our Christianity, and have a reputation for being so. And um, uh, you know, I think over the over the well, actually over a century, but o- over the years that we've we've been operating. Um, our focus has been really about helping people, um, but still bringing the, the, the Christian element with it. Excellent. So as you, I mean, obviously these are challenging days <laughs> and you can't be doing the things that, that you were doing. So what's, how have you been operating in, in, during the lockdown? Well, I'm, Nicola's going to talk a little bit more about that later on, but um, long story short, like everyone else, we've been finding our feet sort of on the run. And um, we're doing a few things online. We're doing a lot of things like food parcels. And initially, we were, we were delivering meals uh, to people. Um, yeah, so it's been really a question of, of uh, finding, finding out how to do it on the fly, so to speak. And, for example, our Sunday worship services, um, we've been doing those online uh, via Facebook and um, They've been started off very rough and ready, and we we get it slightly more sophisticated as we go. Um, but again, our focus there is not so much on being sophisticated or or um, what's what's the word, uh, looking professional or, or or that kind of thing. It's rather about trying to bring people together uh, in community or keep people together in community at a time when um, uh, it's very difficult to hold that community together. So we're trying to involve as many people from our, our community of faith and from our, our, um, our, our program, social programs community um, together as much as we can and involve those in, in our online activities as well. And I suppose also that when we, you know, when we come out of, of lockdown, albeit gradually, there's going to be quite a job to do because I know that there are so many people who have been suffering with their mental health and, of course, there'll be economic challenges and so on. I would say that the the army is very well placed to do that, and I guess that that means that you've got to do a lot of thinking and planning now. Yes, that's right. I I, I think uh, you know when we get back to normal, in inverted commas, whatever that whatever is. Whatever that is. Yeah. Um, I, 
Yes, indeed. I think we'll be looking at our programs and saying, what do we need to do now in the current circumstances? I suspect that, that you know, as, the lockdown, as we come out of lockdown, there's going, we're going to have to respond to a lot of pent-up demand for things like um, uh, pastoral support, counselling, um, you know, we all know because we're reading it in the media, for example, um, that mental health is a high risk and family violence is a high risk. All of those sorts of things that um, under the current circumstances become intensified. And I think to some degree there's, there'll be, there is growing pent-up demand for services that will respond to those. So we need to be alert to that and be able to hopefully jump quickly uh, when the time comes. Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Well, our church being profiled today is uh, Winton Salvation Army. And uh, not, uh, well, just before we heard from Mike there, we heard from uh, Becky Kerslake, who's the operations manager of the place next door. Becky, you know, I have, I have lovely memories of the place next door. I don't know how you guys managed to do such wonderful, wholesome food at such a very, very low price. I know. I think we are so fortunate with our, the restaurant manager and the team that he's got. They, they just do an amazing job. And I think you go in every day, Monday to Friday it's open, every, every day. And it's just so busy. And there's people sat there enjoying the food, but actually enjoying that atmosphere as well and enjoying that, the support because they all look out for each other. You know, the, the staff in the kitchen know their customers so well. Um, and they, 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 they look out for them, they keep an eye on them, they support them, they encourage them. And it's a lovely atmosphere and as well as serving good food. Yeah, well, I'm sure they'll all be missing it dreadfully. But, of course, well, some people who aren't missing uh, food are the people who benefit from, from your meal run. You're, you're just doing that in a, a different way, aren't you? Um, yeah, over the last few years, um, I'm sure many people have seen our red emergency van in, in town feeding the homeless. However, in, in recent years, the team felt they, they could do more. They wanted to do more. So the community centre was opened up every Monday night to the homeless to allow them to come in to have a sit-down meal with a knife and fork, to sit down in the warm. Um, I think we get about 40 coming. They have access to, obviously, the food. They have access to foot care, to hairdressing, to clothing. And again, that all-important relational work and support. Um, and I, I, th- I think it's, it's been a really positive change for the meal run team. And I, I think it's something that they will develop and they'll work on Again, coming out of COVID-19, we don't know what the new needs are going to be. So I think everything will be evolving, will be adapting to, to meet those needs. But I guess adapting is just something that you guys are very good at in the Salvation Army. <laughs> you've been, you've been uh, I mean, I know that you, you have been there right from the beginning. <laughs> but uh, but you, have been there, you have been at the, uh, you know, the Winton Corps for quite a long time, haven't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up in the Winton Corps, but actually working for the Salvation Army at Winton, I started in May 2004, so 16 years. Oh. I started as a youth worker, um, and, and then I was there for 10 years as a youth worker, and, and things have changed, and new jobs have, 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 have come up. But, you know, I think I'm as excited by the community centre and the church as I was in those early days. It, it, it's still an exciting place to be. It's It's called the place next door, as in the place next door to the church. But I believe for many of the community centre, it's their only experience of church. So to me, and to all of us that work there, I think that's a challenge. 
and responsibility, but also so exciting. Now, I mean, obviously, there are many, many programmes associated with it, and you've already mentioned one or two before, but if I asked you to pick another few, what, what would you go for? Um, gosh, I don't know, because they all, they all have, they're all so important. I think one of the things I love when I'm showing around um, people around the community centre is the fact that they, they're quite surprised when they find we have a, a little fully kitted out hairdressers, um, a foot care room and a, a facilities for bathing. And I think it, it's that, that, that I love that we can also provide practical support to people. A pra- again, it is going back to that practical expression of God's love. Um, and I think one thing I, we, we should mention is all of these programs that we're running, without the help and the support of our volunteers, they just wouldn't, they wouldn't happen. You know, we are fortunate to have paid staff, but we are also fortunate that we've, we've got probably over 100 regular volunteers from all walks of life um, who want to give their time to help and support our work. And I think we've seen people come through this centre, come through our various programmes. Um, some have been through some horrific situations, but yet they want to give back as volunteers. And they come and they come in and support our groups. They gain confidence and then go on to perhaps join the church and, and to go on into other areas. But I think without those volunteers, our programme, our programmes, they just wouldn't run. Well, they're the salt of the earth. We know that locally there's Absolutely. over, over 2,500 people volunteering just locally. In fact, probably, yeah. probably a, lot, a lot more than that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the, the, the ones that we know about. How do you, how do you recruit your volunteers? Um, we, some of them are people that have just perhaps used our services, used the charity shop, used the restaurant, and they, they just want, they like the atmosphere, they want to give back. Some, um, we, we do advertise sometimes on Facebook and uh, uh, on our website and have posters up. It, it, so they just come through all, all sorts of, all sort of um, channels, really. Um, some are regular volunteers that we have, for our Christmas program, for our Christmas Day meal, they, they just come once a year, but they contact us, and every year they want to do the same. So, um, yeah, they really are from all walks of life, all areas, mm-hmm. um, and that, I think that's exciting too. Mm-hmm. And do, do you get people from other churches want to come along and wanting to join you as well? Yeah, I, I think there are, there, are other, um, there are volunteers from other churches. You don't have to be a member of the Salvation Army to volunteer for us. And I think, again... That is probably what makes the program so exciting because you have people from other other churches perhaps coming to help during the week, um, and it just gives us that diversity, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, as you said, that at the end of the day, it's, it's people are at the centre, and, and certainly hearing you talk, uh, Becky, mm. obviously that helps you to get up in the morning, you know, because it makes your job yeah. f- fresh, fresh in you. And it's lovely to hear you Absolutely. say that after 16 years, you're still as, as passionate about the work as you were right at the beginning. I mean, tell us another couple of, uh, of, of stories, you know, that, um, that have encouraged you. Yeah, I think there's there's a couple that come that started coming to the restaurant, um, and they they joined a few clubs. Um, they started attending clubs, and actually they eventually moved on to approach um, a member of staff and ask if if the church could be open, just open for them to go in and just sit and pray. Um, and they regularly did that once a week, went and and just sat in the church and prayed. 
sadly, during this, this, the COVID-19 pandemic, um, he had sadly died. But she called us. She wanted to let us know. She wanted her friends to know at Winston Salvation Army that that had happened because, they fa- again, it's going back to they found that place. They found somewhere they belonged. They found somewhere that they felt supported and loved and nurtured. Um, and I think... It's those stories, it's that that really moves you and really makes you realise actually what you're doing is making a difference for people. There's two phrases that you use, and I suppose it's ways of, of doing things in the Salvation Army that have always impressed me. One is that lovely phrase that you, you use, promote it to glory. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, of course, the mercy seat, which is uh, you know, really the altar at the front of the, of, of the worship space where people uh, can come and, uh, and actually receive you know, mercy uh, uh, and grace. They're, they're, they're more than just symbols, though, aren't they, Becky? I think that, yeah, they are. And I think they, the mercy seat, it's that opportunity for that, for people to, for people to go and to, to put everything before, before God. And, and, and it's that outward sign, outward sign of inward, inward grace, I think, inward feeling. So I think, you know, I think the terminology can throw people at times, but You know, it, it, it's just a set across the board, across the churches, isn't it? It's, the meaning is there. Hope FM, faith-filled radio. Well, as you've been hearing, uh, the Winton Salvation Army uh, are a busy corps and uh, lots and lots of things going on. And another thing that they do is a recovery course. And the person who heads that up is uh, Joe Noble Gresty. Have I pronounced your surname correctly, Joe? <laughs> Yes, you have, Blair. Good morning to you. Okay, good, good morning to you. So, so tell us about the course. How did, you, uh, how did it all start? Um, so it's been going in Bournemouth for about five years. Um, and Emma Heath is kind of like the lead person, the project manager for it over at FaithWorks. And over those five years, about a thousand people have attended the course. And back in spring last year, we felt that God was kind of prodding us to get involved with this. And um, uh, because it's very much a church's working together approach. Yep. And so um, we, we went for it. And um, Emma was very pleased that we were able to offer our facilities and to actually host the course. So it's a, it's a great course that offers hope for freedom for anybody struggling with um, an addiction, any kind of addiction, a secret habit or a compulsive behavior that's absolutely spoiling their lives and having an impact on their family and friends. I mean, the truth is that many of us have things that control our lives, and I guess maybe uh, the the big challenges with some of that is maybe being honest and open uh, enough to to uh, to admit that. And, and so, does the course in itself provide a space for people to be honest? And I, I guess you have to hold to a confidentiality code. Absolutely, we do. Um, the The evenings are structured whereby we have a meal together, and then we have a testimony. So somebody. Gives a, a tells their story of coming from addiction to recovery. We have some teaching, which is really good quality teaching. It's based on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, but it looks at it, it's a fresh approach looking at it from a real Christian perspective. Um, then we have a cup of tea and coffee, and then we go into small groups, and the small groups are single sex groups. And we have a leader there who has been through addiction themselves and is in recovery. It's, um, it's very confidential. And people open their hearts in those groups, certainly. They share. 
uh, and they drill down to the, the difficulties. There's also coursework that goes with the course, so people ha- kind of like have homework to do, and the homework helps them to get the most benefit from it, and that's reaching down into deep things and getting to the nitty-gritty of things as to why things have happened and the hurt that they're feeling, the pain they're feeling, and why they're using certain things to relieve that pain. And uh, is there a waiting list for the course, or was there a waiting list before? No. No, 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 uh, no, there wasn't, no, we didn't have a waiting list, we had, we were fortunate, we, we, over the period of time that we were running, we started in January, 22nd of January, and we got to week eight before we had to stop, it's a 16 week course, so we got halfway through, but we had like 32 people come in over that period of time, we met weekly, um, we had a good number each week, we had people, okay, people, some people didn't come all the time, some people did, we had new people every week, so we were really encouraged with that. We even had people that came from the Sleep Safe project as well. So we were really encouraged with that. So no waiting list. You know, anybody could come. We advertised it extensively. Um, and we had a really good response. And uh, we were building really good relationships before we all had to kind of lock down, which was now, a real shame. Now, now that we have locked down, of course, yep. everything hasn't come to a grinding halt. No. How, how, have you been keeping, <laughs> how have you been keeping in touch with people? <laughs> well... <laughs> Yes, it's been interesting. Um, so the communication, keeping those communication channels has been really, really important. And so we put that in place right at the start. I mean, we already had communication groups set up within the single sex groups, and they were working well before we, we went into lockdown. So that was good. So we've continued with those and we've expanded on those. And those are a daily encouragement for people in those groups. It's, it's amazing to see the guests supporting each other. It's fantastic. Some of them are having really bad days and the others will step in and, and just provide a word, um, an inspirational quote, a, a, a text from the Bible, and it just helps to lift that person who's really struggling. Um, so that's the, sort of the communication, close communication, which is really good. We've got a Facebook page in place, which we had before, recovery course at Winton Salvation Army. That was part of our advertising strategy uh, for the course, and we've continued with that. And we use that to encourage with quotes, Bible verses, videos, prayers, music. We've also set up a private Facebook group um, so we can keep in touch. And we were able to share the teaching videos so that people could refresh and reflect and revisit and we signposted our guests to the Revive UK uh, community Facebook page, which was set up by Emma Heath at FaithWorks Recovery. And that's got a daily schedule of live encouragement videos, prayers, testimonies. So there's quite a lot going on. But, of course, not everybody's got access to all of that. So keeping in touch personally has been really important for me. And so I've, I've tried to keep in touch by text or WhatsApp or whatever just to see how people are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just t- I texted somebody this morning and just the message was, thank you so much, you know, for texting me and speaking to me. It's so good to hear mm-hmm. from you. And that was just lovely, you know. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.